0: This message was recorded in a live service at Christian Life Church in Waco, Texas. We are always excited to know we can share the Word of God with people around the world. If God has blessed you through one of our podcasts, please share your story with us at connect.clcwaco.org. We hope that the following message has blessed your life as it has ours. Thank you for tuning in. People had addictions when you came into the church, and when when you... Got in church, those addictions went away, but then you gained about 100 pounds. Why? A lot of times we we trade addictions. And we feel like, well, it's okay to, you know, eat and do all that stuff. So what we do is we keep feeding that flesh and that desire from the flesh. And I believe what God gives us an opportunity, this is an opportunity. God gives us an opportunity to grow through fasting and prayer. And, and it's a perfect opportunity. People fast across multiple religions, but it's something that we hold dear in Christianity and even in Judaism. And there, there are multiple types of fasting, but I highly encourage you to do that. So grab one of these and, and be here for prayer, uh, if, you, if you can, in the morning time. They're doing prayer in the mornings here. And, and uh, some, some praying during the night, so uh, afternoon, late, uh, I think like 6 or 7 o'clock. And get, jump in there. And then the next thing I'm really pumped about, I'm excited about, because I think I'm going to have two of these this semester. I don't usually have one, but I'm going to go ahead and do two. It's small groups. And today we're going into studying how important the Word is in this series we're calling It Is Written. And the reason we're going through this during our prayer and fasting is because I believe when we're done praying and fasting, right, and I start understanding things about the Word and I start reading, God will begin to reveal things to me in the Word of God. And I want to be founded, the Bible, the, you know, the Bible tells us we, we need to be founded in His Word, we need to be founded in the Word of God. It needs, to, it needs to actually be taken into our heart and become a part of who we are. And a lot of that can go even further through small groups. When you're living with other folks, and you, 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 you're doing life with other people at least once a week, and you're sharing things, and I enjoyed my small group this last semester, here's why I enjoyed it, because it was at IHOP every Thursday night, and we ate pancakes, and we ate eggs, and all kinds of stuff, and and uh, and, and for a while, we were a guys-only group, and then somebody brought their wife with them, and it got even cooler, you know, got another perspective, and she didn't feel so out of place, luckily, and. But hey we, we had a great time doing that you know what's cool is now now we've actually met up some of us during the Christmas holiday and, and hung out and talked about things why because you begin to build real relationships with other Christians God did not intend on us to do life alone and it's proven in that he did not he did not just make Adam and leave it at that but he made him he made him actually uh, uh, Eve to live along with him a, a caret- not a caretaker but a uh, Oh, goodness, what's the word? Hell, a companion. Thank you so much. Well, I tell you, you get some allergy issues and everything starts getting funny. But guys, join a small group. Get plugged into small groups. And those start uh, uh, first. That some people are starting first week of February. Some people start in the second week of February. And uh, need to plug into those if you need training for those. And one last thing, today we start Next Steps for the month of January. So if you haven't gone through Next Steps, Get in next steps, go through next steps, and uh, learn a little bit about who you are, discover your purpose in life, and so we can go the next level. Does that sound good to everybody? Amen. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> this morning, this subject matter is something. Thank you so much, Trailman. Worship team did a great job this morning. So, you know, we, um, in, in my lifetime growing up, there's something that's been driven home really heavy for me, and that, that's the Word of God. And, and my dad's just pretty much one of those guys that, says, that, that comes with the mindset that uh, if it says it, I need to know it, right? I need to know the Word of God, and I need it to become a light to my path. I need it to become a part of who I am and my lifestyle, all that stuff. I need to know the Word, and I need to know it in my heart, right? And so today we're starting out in this, if you got your notes, everybody's got your notes, I know you got your prayer journals, now do you have your notes? Bingo, wave at me with your notes, cool. So I know if there's anybody else, if Usher, usher sees anybody doesn't have any, let them know, they'll get you some notes, and you guys can go through this with us here today. So we're starting out this morning on John 1, 1 through 5, and that's our first scripture we're looking at this morning. I'm just going to dive right into this, and this is this is huge passage of scripture right here. You hear it quoted a lot, especially John 1 and 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, right? And the Word was with God, and the Word, hmm. isn't it interesting that, that, that God chooses to speak through John writing here, and to say the beginning was the Word, when we know that God was, He was the, only, he was the beginning, right? And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He chooses to express Himself as Word. Interesting. And you say, well, well, what do you mean by that? Well, to, I've, to, I've spoken to Christians before, and you, you, you talk about a concept, and you say, well, this is a concept in the Word, and it says this, and they look back at you, and these words come out of their mouth, they say, I'm not so sure I believe that, though. You ever heard that before? This is one, this is one of my favorites. I don't feel that that's what God expects. Hmm. I, I, I've, I've told my wife before, I don't want to come to feelings when it comes to my soul I want to come to conclusions. Anybody with me on that? I want to know something. I don't want to just go on what I feel. I want to know something. I want the, God, I want, I want the Holy Spirit to move my life and lead me and guide me. So verse 2 says this. It says, he was with God in the beginning. Now we're starting to get a little shape of who, who, what do you mean is he? In verse 3 and it says, through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. He goes on. And he says, "In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. And the light shines in the darkness, and darkness has not overcome it." You know what I like about light is, is that light can always pierce darkness, but you cannot overcome. It's impossible. anybody here ever lit a light in in the darkness, or or you ever been anybody here been in the woods before? <laughs> And I'm not talking about central Texas woods. You ever been in east Texas woods before? That's a different level, man. <sighs> yeah, He see, he knows. And so the, the pines are really tall, right? He's just nothing but straight up. I, I got lost. Uh, I was over there uh, for, a couple, for a week hanging out with family and everything. We did some duck hunting and stuff. And I didn't have a very successful year this year, uh, deer hunting. But I just had a good time. And I had to run into town, which is, you know, almost 20 miles away, to to get something. I was coming back through. I I thought I'd take a back road. It's been a really long time since I've been back through there. I took a back dirt road through, and and as I went, out, it was just pitch black riding through there. And I come, I I ride for probably a good 10 minutes without seeing a house for a a little bit. And I come up to it, the road is closed, and I'm like, well, we'll just ride up, see, maybe I can get around it. No, it's been washed completely out, okay? And you know, we got... uh, Brother Rudd here this morning with us, and it was close to Ratcliffe, and it was deep in there uh, in in the National Forest area, and and it was washed out, and all of a sudden, it felt really, really dark because I was stuck in the middle of nowhere, (laughs) and I had to get out of the car and figure out, what am I going to do? So I back out, and I tried to find some other ways around, find another road, and guess what? It's been washed out by that same creek also, Okay. (laughs) So I'm stuck out there in the middle of it. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty wild, but here's what's so cool. I know you, you, you always worry, and, and being grown, man, you still get kind of freaked out. You're out there in the pitch black dark, all these tall trees and National forest. Ain't no telling how far away somebody is from you. You're out here by yourself, your music's jamming. You know, like anything that we you know, if you watch the movies, the bad guy goes to the, you know, he goes to the, where the music's at, right? So what do you do? Here's how I look at it. If I can get my headlights turned around, I'm not worried about the darkness because I can shine my light into the darkness, right? I ain't worried about it, I can see it out there, right? I can see what's in there and got it. And, and, and here's why I was a little more freaked out because the day before, my, my little cousin was coming, coming back to their house and he looks out in the pasture and sure enough, across the tree line walks a big old tan cat. And if you know what that is, that's a mountain lion, people. And that was kind of, a, uh, that was kind of a, we tried to, tried to call it in on a call, tried to get it, but now we know every time you walk out in the dark, there's a mountain lion there. And it's, so you got your lights shining around. You know, freaking out. You know he's in there with you. Scary. But the light, but, but see, the beauty of, of light is it shows the evil things or the scary things in the darkness. Right? And what do we see right here? What we're seeing here, this passage of scripture is talking about Jesus. And what's amazing is that Jesus is the flesh or the, the, the human, the, the the human expression of the word of God. In Jesus, why why does the Bible tell us to be Christ-like, right? Well, that's that's our ultimate goal. Well, how am I going to be Christ-like? Well, I'm just going to pray every day, and he's going to show me the way. No. I need to know his word has got to be brought into it. It needs to be a lamp unto my feet. I need the word in my life so that I can know what it's like to be like Jesus. Because how am I going to be like Jesus be like the word, right? Listen to this, guys. The Bible, and this is in your notes. The Bible is living and breathing. And that's what, and that, that's, that's something that's amazing to me. You, you look back and I used to teach this class called um, uh, Eat This Book. And in the class we talked about the concept. People say, well, these were words written thousands of years ago. And I, I think they're irrelevant today. And I want to look at some people sometimes and say, right, then you haven't been reading the same Bible I've been reading. Because it's a Bible telling about the human condition, it's it's a book telling about the human condition and God's answer for us to come out of that. And the human condition has never changed. We're sinful. We have the same well what what is it? You look into the Old Testament. What are the things in the Old Testament that, that are problems? Well well women. All the guys were like stinking women, right? <laughs> right? Say so they had alcohol. All these different problems were same problems that were murder. Matter of fact, we see one of the biggest sins first off is Cain killing Abel, right? Hatred and, and, and all, this, all these things, it's all the same here today. And what we used to say is it's amazing, if you really think about it, that we can reach into a, to a book. And I can read someone's words that were written thousands of years ago. And their situation still applies to me and to my problem right here, right now. This is a huge it's a living, breathing thing. Listen, to this. John 6 and 63 says it like this. It says the spirit gives life. Now come on, man. Y'all are excited about that. let walk out here. Is everybody awake this morning or is it just the cold weather? What's going on? See, y'all bundled up too much. You got in here with the heat going and you can hear that. If I get quiet, you can hear that. Oh, Sound through the room. And everybody gets tired. So, all right. What does this say? It says, the spirit gives. Right. The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for. Done. Could stop right there, but the words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. What a powerful passage in Scripture! The Spirit gives life; the flesh counts for nothing. I, I you know, I've I, you may have heard me say this before, but they, they've slowed down. Anybody here ever done uh, uh, wood breaking? The 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 you know where, where people the crotty stuff. Anybody here ever done that before? Wave at me. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Cool. You guys are, guys are, you've got some ninjas in the house. You saw those people, don't mess with them. It's very clear now, okay? Some ninjas. Everybody's going to be kung fu fighting in here. So listen to this. We, we were doing this uh, deal at a place I was, I was at for a little while. To, at a, I, I was a realtor for a very, 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 very short time. I was a horrible, I would have made a horrible realtor, actually. And uh, Jennifer Dalzell, It was at the same place she was. If she's here, she'd tell you the same thing. Chris no, no, not not his, not his job. And so I said, well, you can talk a lot. You, you be a good salesman. No, I'm not good at selling stuff. And so, and so we did this deal one time, and, and, and it was the wood breaking deal, and it was confidence thing, and they talked about it. And we learned something there. They actually slowed down on video. They were able to take frame by frame people breaking blocks. And here's what's amazing. They said they found that wood begins to break before the hand ever hits the wood. Interesting. And so the guy was actually a Christian who was doing this deal, and he, he made the point, he said, is it possible that our that, that our spirit being reaches out beyond our flesh? You know what, today I'm not talking to a bunch of flesh beings. Well, who I'm reasoning with, who I'm talking to today, and who I'm trying to encourage today to be a part of these things, I'm talking to spirit beings. You're not just flesh and blood, bones, you're not just... You're not just just from this dirt. You are a spirit being. There's something in you that is eternal, and it's going to move on either into life or into death. There's that, that is your spirit. That is your soul. You are more than just some just a flesh problem. So many of us. What's happening is what we're dealing with is our flesh. We're dealing with our human, our humanity, and we fight this stuff off constantly. Well, what's dealing with it? Our spirit, or our, our soul. And it wants, it wants to be back to its maker. It wants to be back to God. And that's why there's that thing inside of you that you feel when you sin. And, and when things come into your life, that feels, it feels ugly. Has anybody here ever been in sin before? You, just, you hate yourself because you can't stand to keep living in that sin. And you think, this isn't who I am. Well, listen to this for a second. In Hebrews 4 12, it says, for the word of God is living and active. And it's sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even dividing, or e- even to dividing soul and what? Spirit, joints, and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You see, God knows what your heart is. I- I've been in situations with people before, and, and we've had to make decisions here with, with kids. When I- I've had a lot of volunteer high school kids helping and youth before. And even in, in adult situations, we had this. And, and, and you say, well, man, you were, you were a little bit, you know, the way you dealt with that situation was a little tougher. Why were you a little tougher in that situation? I said, because you could feel the spirit. You could feel the human spirit of the heart of that situation. There was a nastiness there. And you had to face it head on. And you had to be very straightforward with it. But I've dealt with situations with people who, who may have been doing something horrible. But they had a good spirit. They did not realize where they were, so you, the correction was a little different. Why? Because they didn't have a nasty, human, foul spirit. You could actually love them and talk to them, and they'd go, oh, I'm going to apply that to my life, and I'm going to change that. You see, that's the kind of Christian I want to be. When I, when I read the Word of God, I want to I be the kind of person who's open to its truths and its correction and its rebuke. I love what somebody said one time. I said, you know, you, you, you know a pastor has no right to... Has no right to rebuke me. A pastor has no right to correct me. I, I have my own word. And I, and I said, well, actually, the word actually says it is for. And I oh, this is another one I like. I don't, anybody ever heard this? I don't believe in doctrine. <laughs> I don't believe in doctrine. I just believe in the word. Interesting. All right. Right, if you're that person, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be me. I, I don't believe in all these doctrines. I hear all these doctrines you try to throw at people. I don't believe all that. Well, I just believe the word. Well, the word says that the word is for doctrine. <laughs> Interesting, huh? It's for reproof. It's for rebuke. It's for correction. I believe it's also for, it's, it's for encouragement. It shows me the way. That's what the word is for, and, and that's why you hear that kind of stuff. What is it doing? It's penetrating even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow in my life. And if you, if you go into your notes right now, and you'll see this, and this is your notes, and today we, our, 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 we actually filled in the blanks for you so you can listen a little bit. And the first point you see right there is faith activates the word. What do you mean? Faith comes before understanding of the word. Well, how do I do that? Well, I'm gonna tell you something, guys. If you've never been in contact, you've never had a moment with Jesus where where you felt something that just, just you 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 turned to him in your and you're pinning you felt that power of God moving on. I encourage you to ask God. God, move in my life. What does that do? That activates. We're in the presence of God that activates your faith. And you know something's real, And then you know what my, you know what my attitude is after that. Whatever you say, God, because I have faith. A lot of people are reading the word hoping that it will raise their faith. But really, I've got to have a mindset of faith leading into it. Listen to John 6, or sorry, uh, Hebrews 4 and 2, and it reads like this. says, for we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did, right? But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. I know this sounds like, you know, some people in here are like, I know all this stuff, Chris. I know all this stuff. Guys, if you ever feel like you've arrived in Christianity and you just feel like I'm done, like I've reached the pinnacle. You should get ready to get beamed up by Scotty, okay? It's about to happen. It should be over. You're done. You're dead then, right? I, 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 there's something to learn here. Listen to this. What is it? What is there? there? Because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. People who have faith understand more from the Word, and they're obedient to it. But some people who look at it and say, it's just all words on a page to me, that's because they like faith and obedience from the Word. Listen to this. That brings to the second one. Revelation activates faith. I've got to have a revelation of the Word before I can activate faith. Listen to this. There's two words in Greek okay, that, that represent word, and the, what we're going to get is logos, and it's like the, the, the written word, and then rhema word, which is spoken word, right, and when you go back into the scriptures and you start, you start thinking about it, now, back then, they did not have the word, they did not have the written word to follow in scripture, there wasn't, it wasn't like Jesus was like, let's look here in Mark, you know, <laughs> or let, let's look here in John chapter 3 to see what I said, it didn't exist yet, right? Peter didn't have, they didn't have, they had the Old Testament at that point. That's all they had. And, 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 and so everything coming to them was spoken word most of the time. As a matter of fact, we didn't, we didn't have the uh, Bible in our hands. We've only had that for about 500 years, or 500 years, that we've been able to have our own Bibles in our hand. So if somebody here, if you say, I'm not a very good reader, Chris, so you're talking about reading all this word stuff, uh, you know, I don't know if I do, i listen to me. It's this thing called YouVersion, Version, Right? Open it up, and I had someone tell me one time, I "That's just not the same as reading." I said, "Then everybody else, up to up to the point we had the Bible, or the printing press, everybody else was sinning because they they weren't reading the Bible right. Because the only way they could learn it was what, hearing it, right? Hear the word, listen to the word. But but in this case that we're going to look at this morning, Luke chapter one, we see God coming to Mary, and she's and she and, and she's. I mean, we got Mary the Virgin, we have, we, if you know this story, if you know the Christmas story, you know what I'm talking about. We see God coming to her, and we're going to start right here in Luke chapter 1, verse 34, and it starts like this, it says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Because God comes to her and he says, you're going to have a baby, right? Imagine being a virgin, right? And someone comes to you and say, you're about to have a baby, and you're like, you done lost your mind, right? so guys don't understand that, because. you <laughs> He says, how will this be, Mary asks. He says, since I'm a virgin, he keeps going and he says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One will be born, uh, to be born will be called the Son of God. Now notice this, her first reaction is a question. Her first reaction is a question out of, um, out of not understanding how this is going to be possible, Right? And so then the angel of the Lord or or God, speaking through this angel, comes through, says these things. And it says, overshadowed you said the holy one to be born will be called the Son of God. And then verse 36, it says, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. She's already, what was he saying she's already pregnant? Y'all know who that was? It's John the Baptist. He's the one that goes, he he was the prophet going before Jesus saying, uh, baptizing people into repentance, telling them to believe on Jesus who is to come, right? That's John the Baptist, powerful stuff. So so what's happening here is God is explaining and opening her understanding in this moment, verse 37, it says for no word from God. This is NIV, if you're reading your King James, you might might, right now, you might be like, ha-ha, I got you. The King James does not say word from God. But if you actually get into the Hebrew, it actually lists rhema. That's what he was talking about, right? No word from God will ever, what? Fail. Now, I want you to realize something. There's written word, what we're reading here, but the Bible tells us that this was given by inspiration of God, of the Spirit, right? So what does that mean? This is written out of God speaking to man, what to speak, impressing on them. He says, for no word, word from God. And then he says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answers, she says, I am the Lord's servant. So before she said, I don't see how this is going to happen. Now she says, I am the Lord's servant. May your word be, to me, be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. See, there's a difference between that, that that we come in sometimes and we hear something that's like, that's good. Some people are here this morning and you're hearing what we're ta- what I'm talking about here this morning, and you say that that's cool and all that's a good, that's a good cool thing. And you're taking away this morning a, a level of understanding or, or of revelation. But there's some of you here this morning, as you hear things, you have a deeper revelation because God has brought you more through his spirit. It's opened you up to deeper revelation. That's why we always talk about being spirit-filled. I need to be spirit-led. I need to be spirit-filled. Well, how do I know if I'm spirit-filled? Hey, you need to be full of the spirit so that I can actually go to the Holy Spirit to pray in the Holy Ghost and actually get my word. And that word can become a light into my path. People say, well, you don't need that that Holy Ghost stuff. why wouldn't I want to be filled with the Spirit? I want more revelation and more understanding. Why? So that I can go from questioning God when, he read, when, he, when, when I read promise in the word and I say, I don't see how this happening, Just saying, after, right, after the angel spoke, to actually saying, absolutely, God, whatever you want. I'll do it. Listen to this. So how do I get that, how do I, how do I get that revelation? That's the next place. We go to, and that this is huge. This is in your notes right here. This is a problem we have in Christianity. We don't meditate enough. Meditation activates revelation. I had someone the other day say, I don't know what to pray. Anybody here ever felt that before? They say, in my prayer time, I don't know what to pray, or in my word time. How many of you guys just ever sit and just sit in total silence after praying and reading the word and just sit? Anybody here ever do it? You know, the Buddhists, they, they, they do that, and they clear their mind. I told somebody before, don't clear your mind completely out because your brains may run out, and that may not be a good idea. But what if I focus my mind on the Word? What if I focus my mind on what I just read? What if I focus my The Bible tells us to meditate on who? Jesus. Meditate on Jesus. And this is a major problem with Christianity. We want to, when we pray, we think we're just supposed to be talking to God the whole time. And God said, and we're like, God, speak to me. God, I need to hear your voice. Please let me. If you're from the southeast, you know where that accent came from, right? Where I grew up, trailer parks. But anyway, so, right. and so, and so, but you know, God, I want to hear your voice. Please let me hear your voice. I can't hear your voice. And then we go on and on and on. And, and then we, we get done with that prayer, and then we walk, immediately walk out, get in the car, turn the radio on. It's loud. There's no, there's no silence, right? And what do we do? We just we go riding down the road in a bunch of jumbled junk. We listen to news talk and everything else. Guys, if you listen to news talk, the world's ended, right? And we can't hear God the whole time. He's sitting there going, if you'll shut up and, you, and you'll just meditate on me for a minute, I got something to tell you. You think about Elijah, he was, he was hiding out in the, the, Bible says that he's out hiding out in the cave because he's scared, right, he's scared of, 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 of that old wicked woman, right, of Jezebel, and, and the, the, the pastor tells us that, that there's thunder and lightning, and there's all this stuff, and, 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 and just wild, right, earthquakes, huh? and God doesn't speak, and then it became completely silent, there's a reason that passage told us, this. when it became completely silent, God speaks, and he says, Elijah. What are you doing? Why are you hiding? Do you not know I'm with you? Did I not tell you I'd be with you? See, if we can turn off sometimes. We can turn off the noise in life. Brother Henry Baker, and I, these, these older ones, I'm not going to call them by the first name. I, I still got some of the, that, that old religious way, I guess you'd say, whatever you want to call it, but I still call him brother. But Brother Baker come in this week, and he said, we were talking about noise and stuff, and he said, uh, he said, uh, your, your, your ears every ring? And I said, when I'm in a situation where I turn everything off, or I'm on a deer stand, for instance, in, the, in the, the dead of the morning, when it's dead silent, that is the loudest sound in the world to me, is how loud my ears ring. And how many people right now, if I say I ask you if your ears ring, you, you, you'd wave your hand at me and say, my ears ring. We have so much noise in our lives, we have so much junk in our lives, and we think, I'm gonna get close to God, I'm gonna ride down the road, and listen to worship music, or I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna blare it loud. Sometimes God's saying, Hey, cut that off. I, I just wanna be with you in the silence in that moment. Meditate on me, get to know me better. says Joshua 1, and I'm gonna hurry up. Joshua 1, 7 through 8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, uh, day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything. Written in it, then, now this is, I, I, I wonder if anybody here doesn't want this part. Then you will be prosperous and successful. I've heard people say before, I don't want to be rich. Why? I'd have trouble living for God. I'm like, you a lie. If you had the chance to be rich, what would you do? I'll take that right there, right? I want it. <laughs> well, maybe God wants to bless you. Right, well, what, what does it say right there? It says, "If I do these things, if I live these things out, then then I'll be prosperous and success. prosperous and successful." Doesn't necessarily mean a bunch of money, but it means I will be prosperous and successful, and I will actually, I think, I'll find contentment and joy and happiness even in this life, facing all the things of of this earth. Why? Because I have the Word of God alive in my life. I can meditate in that place with God, and it can become a part of my life. So, listen to this as we move on in your notes this morning. Listen to this. A life, what do what we focus on? What are we trying to do? We're trying to, we're trying to actually have a life built on the Word of God. That's why we do small groups. That's why we do all this stuff. Why? I want my life. Here, here's a guarantee, and I heard pastor, he, he said this this morning. Uh, in, in a way, I heard him, I was listening backstage, and I heard him say this, but I heard a, another pastor, and I, I'm going to start using this, I, and here you go. Y'all ready? Here's a promise I'll make you. If you will do everything that this church offers, if you will plug into everything for a year, I can guarantee you it will change your life. If you'll come on Sundays, you'll come to First Wednesday and give yourself into worship. And, and we, you know what? We don't even take an offering. I don't know if y'all caught that, Wednesday. We need to take an offering because what do we here offering on First Wednesday? Our physical worship. That's what we're here to give God on that first Wednesday. Come to those first Wednesdays. Come on Sunday. Be a part on Sunday. Get in small. Go through next steps, right? Learn who God has called you to be, and then get into a small group, and I guarantee you that your life will never be the same. i want to build my life. And listen to this. Matthew 7, 24 in the Message Bible, 7 through 24. And this is more of a Message Bible. It's more of a paraphrase by its own writer. It's not really as much of a... Uh, of a translation. It's a paraphrase. But, but this, is, this is great. I love to read this sometimes because it's so powerful. Listen, these words I speak to you, these words that I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. So we have a lot of incidental additions. But listen to this. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. It's not, it's not just homeowner improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words be to build a life owned. What, the, what does the Bible say about the wise man? Did he build his, he built his, the wise man, I think he built, yeah, that's right. The wise man built his house on the sand, right? You no, know what did he do? Built on a rock. It was, the, it was the idiot that built it on the sand. <laughs> Listen to this for a second. They are foundational words uh, to build a life on. If you work these words into your life, you were like a smart carpenter who built his house on. Solid rock. You know what? Sand is a bunch of little bitty pebbles. It's a whole bunch of, people say, well, I, Chris, my, I, I take my ideologies from here and, and here and here and here and here and here. And I just brought it all together to have my own theory. It sounds like a really bad foundation. It sounds like sand doesn't, a bunch of little pebbles under your feet. Not sure if it's going to work out. I'm just going to go through life and life's going to be a big experiment for me. <laughs> Oh no, a wise man, he stands on that one solid thing. He chooses that one solid thing. Listen, listen this, is, this, is, this is huge right here, and I kind of said this already, but then you know, this is number one, what's the first thing? How do I build my life on the word? I accept its authority. I accept the authority of the Word of God. I just go into it accept it. God. Whatever you say, I accept it. There's power in that. Listen to this 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13 it says, we also thank God continually, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it. Not as the word of men, but actually as it, what? As it is. The word of God which is at work in you who believe. How can I call myself a believer if I don't accept? the Word of God. I, say, I kind of said this earlier, but it's amazing to me when you, when you show somebody something to worship and then, or in the Word and they come back and they say, I just don't feel like God's that way. How am I going to know Him without His words? How am I going to know Him? This brings to our second thing here. I must assimilate its truths. Because if I come into the church and I bring in all my own ideas, and I I, I tell the church, you need to assimilate to me. I heard a guy, a military guy, say the other day, he said, back in the day when you came into the military, you had to submit to the military's way, right? You had to cater to what the military did. And that's what they trained you to be what they were. And nowadays the problem is, now the military is having to accommodate how people are coming in. And so now we're losing our strength, and I, I believe it's had the same things that is happening in the church today, what we've done, we've gone from saying, this is the kingdom, and I'm, I'm not trying to be hateful when I say this, this is the kingdom, <coughs> this is what it is, this is what we're called to be, and this is who we're called to be, and this is, this, this, here it is, right? And what we're saying now is we come in and say, make that word up there fit me instead. And now the church begins to not look like the church anymore. Because now we get in that place where we say, God, I want you to fit. You, you make yourself fit in my situation, not my situation fit into the kingdom. He says, he says, you received the word of God, which you heard from us. You accepted it, not as the word of men, but actually as, as the word, uh, as it is. I'm going back to that scripture. As it is, I accepted it. And now I must assimilate it by listening. So how do I do this, number one, right there in your notes? By listening to God's Word. What do you mean listening? A lot of people hear the word, but we ain't listening, right? How many people here got kids? Are y'all ready? For and at bedtime, if you got multiple, I got three in one room, right? That's fun. And so, at bedtime, and I'm usually not the one I have to do this, Jamie's doing it mostly, but last night I, I just so happened to be there, and, and she, was, uh, she was, she finally looked at me and she said, it's on you now, buddy. And they were in there, they were having a blast, and when I went in at one point, they were under the. They had a cover up, and they were all under. And they're just hee hey, hey. they Had no clue I was in the room, right? And so I'm like, and I'm like, hey, they jerk off the cover in their face. They know. Why do they know? They know they're doing something wrong. Like Why? Because they've heard me tell them they was doing something wrong before, right? But were they listening? No. And guess how many times I had to do that. Many times. Why? Because they heard, you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then what they do? You walk out and like, I ain't listening. Right? That's how we are in the kingdom. It's how we are still still today. Somebody, somebody, that's just like a cop. You know, you, you, you see a cop on the road and you're like, I'm put my seatbelt on. Right? You get, you get on by him, you're like. Right? We ain't abiding by the law. We're a bunch of criminals. That's what we are. Do you know a bunch of transgressors, <laughs> as Dad said? Do you know the average? I heard this stat. I don't know how true but it was. they said it was a stat done by police forces. Um, they say that the average American commits two felonies a day and doesn't even know it. So next time you meet somebody, you say, and they say, well, they're a felon. Don't be like, oh, because uh, you're a felon too, okay? <laughs> you say, ain't got caught yet. <laughs> Listen to this. Romans 10, it says, so then faith comes by hearing, and the hearing by the word of God, right? I can only, I got to hear the word of God in my life. I, I can't just go about just doing it, well, well, well I'm just, I'm going to do what I'm, no, the word of God's got to be in it. This Luke 8 and 18, says, therefore consider carefully how you, listen, how do you listen Right? I, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes you'll turn on a podcast or listen to a preacher or somebody I really like, and you're riding down the road, and five minutes later, I'm thinking about a bunch of other stuff. Right? Anybody else ever do that? You're thinking about a whole bunch of other stuff, and he gets to the end, and he's like, and God bless you, thank you for coming today, we love you. Join back in on our podcast think it's been 45 minutes. I'm like, I have no clue what he just talked about, right? <laughs> Zoned out. Careful how you listen is brings. Brings us to the next one here. So h- how do I assimilate? The next one is by reading God's word. I actually got to get in the word. And, I, and, and that, that's, that's a, I read it, listen to it, however you, get in the word of God in a way that you can. Listen to this. Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus answered, it is written. Now, this is when Jesus is actually out in the, out in the wilderness and Satan comes against him. He doesn't say, just get behind me, Satan. And move along. What does he do? Even Jesus Use the written word of the Old Testament to overcome Satan. He says, Jesus says, it is written, man, shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. I can't just live on bread alone. i got to have the word of the mouth of God. That's what people, they say you're supposed to die if you you don't eat for a certain amount of days. I know people who fasted, not eaten for 40 days straight. All right? Not me. Now, if I did that, I would probably lose a lot of weight. That would be nice. You know? (laughs) Anybody else here with me on that? Listen to this. This brings us to our next one: by exploring God's Word, actually need to do Bible study. Actually need to need to get into some deeper Bible study. Well, how, how do I do that? Small group. Again, I'm telling you, small group. Get in the Word. You actually, do some study. You can, if, if you got Blue Letter Bible on your iPhone, you can go in and and you can just focus on New Testament if you want for a year. And the beauty of that is, every time you come across something and You want to to actually cross-reference it to an Old Testament thing? You can do that. You can do word search and and study deeper into what a word means. And There's so many things that we can do with the word of God to to assimilate it to our lives. And Psalms 119 and 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart. This is David speaking. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. I don't know about you guys, but I get tired of sinning. Anybody else here? I get tired of sinning. I wanted to become who I am. I prayed to God one time, and we're almost done this morning, but I prayed to God one time, I said, God, I don't want to have to filter myself anymore. I just want to get to a place in you, God, where it's just, it's just who I am. Anybody want to be that way? As our, as our musicians come this morning. Number three right here says, I must apply its what? Principles. How what is that? Well, doctrines. I could say doctrines. And this comes up in, in in James chapter one, twenty-two, and it reads like this. It says, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Do what it says. This morning, as we as we end this morning, just sitting where you are right now, and don't don't play just yet, Terrell. Just you guys get in place. I wonder if we just just close your eyes right now. Think about, think about this with me for a minute. Do I value the Word of God in my life? This is a true thought. And the reason I want you to close your eyes because I want you to be distracted. Just really ask yourself this question. Really ask yourself this question. Do I value the Word of God in my life? Do I even read the Word? Am I, am I even in it? Am I even trying to live this life out that it's talking about? This morning I had someone bring me something. You can bring it out now, bro. As you ask yourself that question this morning, think that through for a second. Give yourself an answer. Does my life show that I really do value the word in my life? You guys can open your eyes. Nathan, you can go ahead and start playing for a second, bro. I'm kind of going a little more freely this morning than, than usual because I just come off first Wednesday where we weren't on a clock or anything. You didn't used to that, but I highly recommend getting a, a written word, like a book. Right? This isn't doctrinal. I'm not telling you you're not right if you don't have. <laughs> you read on your phone? Do you think? But I wanted to make a point before I got done here tonight or today. I have th- this Bible, you hardly ever see me come to stage with it, right? But this Bible has been with me since I was a youth pastor. This one's got markings in it. It's not as many as, as it will have eventually, hopefully. That's my goal. I want it to be just, man, like what you want to know, it's, it's marked in there. It's, it's ready. This Bible has traveled to the other side of the world with me. Why? Because I, I may not have internet there to get my stuff together, so I just carry over a journal and, and my Bible. And I've preached some of the best messages from this Bible. This is valuable to me. I have a couple other va- Bibles that are very valuable and they're gifts. And, but this one, it's, mar- it's it's got, I don't know if you can see all the pages in it. The binding is probably about to go bad if I don't get stuff out of it. It's got, it's got, Stuff saving spots and all kinds of stuff in it. This one's been gone through. This one's been ingested. It's important to me. And this morning is kind of an extra on that. This is kind of cool right here. I got it out, and Jamie said, I see the Fusion. (laughs) I see the old Fusion uh, name name card you got in there saving. Someone that got their number and... Connected a little bit with, and, and I don't know if he's here today, but he he comes to this church, and I pulled out to see who it was, and lo and behold, it was, it was Joe Marquez. I just did Joe and, and Kayla's wedding this past year. There were kids that come up in the youth group, right? What what do you mean? It's it just I don't I don't. It was on me. It was with me, right? When I met that person, and there's a memory there. and there, And because I had it there that night, and you're preaching the word, right, and you're sharing the word, is it possible that guy is living for God right now because because he heard the word preached to him, and he applied it to his life? And I'm just doing some teaching tonight or today, but I wanted to end with this because this is important. I started thinking about Bibles and how important they are, and what does it mean to me? What does a Bible mean to me? I remember when my dad got this Bible. I think it was, uh, I think it was in Baker, Louisiana. 1991. Baker, Louisiana. I remember the, at the Bible bookstore. I like the Bible bookstore there because they had little kid figurines. I go in and get the little kid toys and stuff, and they were fun. And I remember dad getting this Bible. And um, it's marked up, man. This, by the way, sometimes he gets done preaching, and it still, he brings it on stage, with him, and it still sits here. And sometimes I grab it. And I take it back, in, back into the office why? because I don't, want, I don't want it to ever get lost. That's mine. This is my, this is my inheritance. It's got, listen, listen to me. Hang on for a second. I, thank you for, for that, but it's marked, man. All the, doc, the, the, the heavy doctrinal stuff. And the whole, this whole thing is for doctrine, but, but doctrines and, and things that are so impactful, he's, he's marked it. It's got markings all through it. he has got tabs and that's about to have, yep, there you go. It's breaking. The binding's breaking. It was one of those hard leather backs, right? I got the calf skin there, but daddy, this was a normal one. And dad, it, you can bend it around as if it was soft leather now. But you can't bend it nearly. I had to get him to go home and get this one. Because he can't preach from that one anymore. My my mom bought this for my dad, I believe before they got married. And if you if you and I talk about my dad a lot because I, do, I, I know his story and, and I, I I told him I was gonna do this. I didn't tell him exactly what I was gonna do, and I but if you know where God brought him from, and even me, my life's gone through some pretty bad wines it turns, but if you only knew what God's done in people's lives, and, and I know that this goes back almost to the beginning when he came into the church right here. <clears throat> it was this Bible right here. It was this Bible that he started reading and ingesting into his, his life, that he fasted and he prayed, and God changed him from the person he was into this brand new person and then moved in his heart and called him to preach the gospel. And I can actually remember him when he still preached from this Bible. I was little. I was only about six years old before he got that blue one. But if you open this one up, it's full of markings too. The pages are falling out. They're I'm going to tell you something. Why did I say all these things? This isn't about my family. This isn't. That's my inheritance. And when he passes from this life, these are some of the most important things that I treasure the most from my dad. What are you saying, Chris? Because of what it represents. It, re- it represents life, and life more abundantly. It represents taking a man away from dead things and addictions and pain and heartache. And he learned this thing, and he applied it to his life, and it took him to promise. It took him to, to, it took him to, to a place that he never thought he could be in. And He'll tell the stories of people where well, people, they told him he'd never be nothing, or he'd never... But when he got in this thing and applied it to his life, all of a sudden, now, years later, people tell him how proud they are. Man, we're so proud of what God, which is, now, we, now, now we respect you, we honor you. Will you come, will you come and, and, and speak to us? And I think he was invited back one time to speak at the church he grew up in because they were so blown away by what God had done in his life. And, and I, I'm t- I know I'm telling his story today, but I'm telling you, this is valuable. This is the most valuable, the the, the words in this, the living word in this is the most valuable thing that I can come across. This is is the most valuable thing that I can learn. As we stand all over the room this morning, I I know I taught and ended a little heavier, but Listen. Before we get out of here this morning, I wonder right now if we can just get ready to go into this fasting and prayer. I wonder right now if we can just get our hearts in the right place for a second. So here's what I want us to do. All over this room right now, if we close our eyes one more time. because I I don't want anybody looking around. (laughs) If you're a person who says, Chris, I'm brand new to church. But today I want to give my life to God like like you're talking about right there. I'm I'm that person. I want to do that. I wonder if you can just slip a hand up right now. Just raise your hand at me right now. So I want to give my life to God today for the first time. There's a couple of people who are saying, saying I haven't really given myself like that. I see you. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, if you're a person who says, Chris, I've been in life for a while, I've been in church a long time, but I haven't, I haven't given myself to understanding the word and, and being in it like you're talking about. I wonder if you can just lift your hand up right now. I want to go deeper. You say, Chris, I want to go deeper. That's what you're saying right now. I'm repenting from my religious ways. And I'm saying, I want to go deeper. That's beautiful. Now, here's what I want us to do. I wonder if we can all just join them right now all over the room and just lift our hands right now in Jesus' name. And we're going to pray a simple prayer, but it's a very important prayer because it's, it's the beginning, turning to Jesus. God, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for your word to show me the way. I thank you for your word, God, to guide my, my footsteps, God, and to show me, God, what, what needs to be corrected in me. God, right now, I just pray right now over every person right now, God, that it would begin to move in their lives and change their lives. And God, with everyone here repenting, turning maybe for the first time or some people who are turning away from religion this morning, I join them right now, and we say, God, cleanse us and wash us this morning as we turn to you, God. And I just pray that you would mold us, into the people that you would have us be, and to be more like you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. And I pray that your kingdom would come, God, and and you would move us into your promise and your calling for our lives. And We believe this all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.